Ask Shelly. Ask Shelly. This is the part of the show where you email questions to Shelly that you would never ask her to her face. All right, so let's ask Shelly. Yes, ask me questions. That's what Ask Shelly is all about. Weird questions, the random things that come into your mind that you're like, hey, why is that like that? Or how does that work? I look into it. I bring you back my research. And that's how we do Ask Shelly. We've been doing it for Monday on Monday mornings for years. And now we just bumped it up to the lunchbox. Continuing the Rumble in the Morning tradition in the middle of lunch. The first question I got is from Mickey. Me and him were discussing this one a bunch. He said, I have an Ask Shelly question on my phone's battery screen. It said, if you want to maintain your long-term battery length, don't charge it past 85%. I was curious as to why. I didn't believe him that this was a thing at first, but then my phone updated and I had that same battery optimizing thing I could switch on. So I looked into it. A couple of places on the internet had answers. Now, there are a lot of message boards where people discuss this. And if you really want to restrict your battery, and just like everything else on the internet, it is a big debate, a lot of fighting about it. One website says, by restricting your charge to 85%, the protect battery mode reduces charging, wear, and maximizes performance. It stops the charging process as soon as it reaches a stage where your battery is most likely to degrade. It also helps protect the battery from high temperatures and high voltage from a full charge. Now, the Reader's Digest website, which is a website I recognize, spoke to a phone expert, someone who called themselves a phone expert, who went even further and explained that the life of a lithium-ion battery is generally about 500 cycles. That's about a year and a half. A battery cycle is measured by one full charge of zero to 100 So the more full cycles your phone goes through, the sooner you're going to have to change it and get a new battery and a new phone. We can thank chemical reactions, which create atomic buildup while the device charges for the battery's limited lifetimes. She recommended that you only partially charge your phone to slow down that depletion of your battery's life cycle. She said the sweet spot to keep your phone battery is between 25 and 85%. Quote, lithium-ion batteries can be stressed at extremes. One of the biggest contenders for destroying your phone's battery health is letting the phone charge past 100%. So the advice that Reader's Digest then went on to give is to not let your phone's battery drain completely past zero. And when charging it, only let it reach about 85% and then unplug it. If you do fill your battery completely, don't leave the device plugged in. Doing so constantly can cause your electronics to age faster. Now, the debate is, though, that if you only go to 85%, you're missing out on 15% of your phone's battery, so it's going to drain faster during the day, and you're going to have to charge it again sooner. And if you plan on buying a phone in less than three years anyways, is it even worth it? That's the question. But now we've got that switch on our phone. You can put on the protect battery, optimize battery switch on your phone's settings if you want to. Uh, I got a question from Billy B. He said, who drinks the most beer in the world? If you're asking about a specific person, there's no most beer drinking as person. But if you mean country wise, China is the answer. Last year, the last year that they measured was the year 2020 and China drank 9.5 million gallons. If you're talking per capita, though, it's the Czech Republic at number one. They have been for 21 years in a row, followed by Ireland, who uh, I was kind of surprised they didn't win. Germany comes in third. We are number 18 on the list, by the way, but we do drink a lot of gallons. We were number two in gallons, but 18 per capita. 
And then finally, a question from Donnie here. So he said, I listen to Ask Shelly every week, wishing that I had a question to send in. And then last Monday, it hit me. As I was cutting the cord on my third son, oh my God, he thought of an Ask Shelly question then. I wondered, is he going to have an innie or an outie? What determines that? Or is there even a reason? As I have a four-year-old, an 18-month-old, and now a one-week-old, I do not have time to do the research myself. Shout out to Jace. Signed, Donnie. And Donnie, my God, you don't have time to think at this point. I don't even know how you're completing sentences, but I am very impressed. Uh, To answer the question in as few words as possible so Donnie can get back to diapers and sippy cups, there are a couple of websites that suggest how the doctor handles the cord, determines it. But apparently that's been disproven because it falls off anyways. The part where the doctor clips anyways, that part falls off, uh, leaves a scar behind. The BBC Health and Blue Cross Blue Shield of Minnesota's websites both say it is all completely random. There's a theory that it has to do with hernias there, umbilical hernias, but that's just a theory. The answer is you really have no control over it. So it's all in luck, whether you get an in or an outie. There's your answer, Donnie. Go get yourself a snack or maybe some lunch as we are in the lunchbox. That's how we do Ask Shelly. Send me a question. Shelly at FM99.com is the email. Jimmy's Chicken Shack for you right here. Hi, Rocks FM99.